Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 57, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Santos. Happy New Year, brother. What's, what's new? Happy 2018. I know, man. I know. I'm, I'm excited for 18. I see so you got a new haircut for 2018. What's up with that? Cleaned my act up, man. You like that? Yeah, it's looking good. When when do you ship out to base camp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing burpees in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Are um, you still doing yoga? I am. Yep. Yep. Nice. Not um, as often as I was, um, but yeah, it's great. It's so, so good. Fucking California living, man. They love the goddamn yoga out here. And you, you, nowhere else in the world is a 1030 yoga class just fucking packed to the gills. Right. It's 1030 <laughs> on a Wednesday, and there's a fucking line down the street, you know? Oh, my God. I know. It's, I'm like, I, have, I don't have a job. Like, I've, I had one, and I'm about to get one. Like, I don't know what everybody else's excuse is. Is everybody else? Like, I don't know. I think it's just people, probably like servers and stuff for part of it. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fucking packed. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. I used to feel that way about San Francisco when I would like skip work to do drugs and like walk around in the park and <laughs> totally. be like, look at all these people. Where the hell did all these people come from? Like, I know why I'm here. I'm skipping work, but like. <laughs> What the hell is everyone else doing? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know. And even like, even when like I am working and I'm out doing whatever, you know what I mean? During the day, running errands or at a coffee shop, like even back in Minneapolis, I would, you know, I was like, what the fuck? Where are all these people? Yeah. Get a fucking job. You all need a job. See, here when I was freelancing, it felt like the streets were fairly empty, you know, when I'd be driving around. It's like, you go to the grocery store. It was the greatest thing when I was freelancing. I'd go to the grocery store, like, in the middle of the afternoon, and you'd have the whole place to yourself. It was amazing. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, in museums, like, you know, over by, uh, we got the the fucking, what's by the office, the... um, Oh, the MIA? MIA is so killer. That place is amazing. And uh, and that one is during the day on a weekday is empty. It's great. Oh yeah, I bet it's so. For you, sure. you don't go over there during the day. I have not gone over there during the day. No. Oh, you got to. No, I work. <laughs> I do work at work, Santos. <laughs> uh, go over there for lunch or something. I I went over um, one time and I saw that uh, Guillermo del Toro exhibit. Oh yeah. I never made it over that. People raved about that. Yeah, I think it brought an entirely new crowd into the MIA. Yeah. You know, all the like goth kids came flocking out for that. There were a lot of goth kids in there, yeah. And lots of kids, you know. Right. Which is yeah, nice. Yeah. It's nice to see people right on. improving their taste. Hey, so speaking of um, improving tastes, um, I have to give you a th- uh, big thank you for the Butcher Box recommend because um, we've been getting the uh i got my first one we've been eating the meat out of that first of all the free bacon that they sent was amazing unbelievable right yeah really good killer um and we've been having some of the other meat from there we had um a pound of the grass-fed ground beef and some of the chicken and some of the pork it's all really really great it's good right 
I'm actually Nicole prefers it over the crowd cow. And crowd cow is just beef anyway, so I prefer the versatility of Butcher Box. Plus, Butcher Box, at least the one in the Midwest, I don't know if they have different shipping facilities or if they're sourcing stuff regionally, but the one in the Midwest ships from DeForest, Wisconsin, which is the small town that I grew up in outside of. You shitting me. Really? No. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. So. Oh, that's killer. Um, yeah, I don't. They must have diff, They must drop ship from different pl- places. I, I don't that know. Makes sense. I'll have to. I'll have to look and see where they. Uh, you know where that thing comes from. But um, I'm with you, man. I loved it. the The bacon is killer, um, and the the steaks are great. The chicken's fabulous. I, I love that place, man. And the um, that price is it's absolutely competitive. Yeah, it competes with anything, you know. Right. For the convenience and the quality, I feel like the price is really good, actually. The other thing that um, I really liked, and it's the reason I never did um, Blue Apron or any of those, is um, the packaging on Blue Apron is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's crazy how much just wasted plastic there is in those things. So Butcher Box, um, for those who haven't seen it, has... Um, it comes basically. It's just thick cardboard. It's like a quality cardboard box, and then there's two pieces of um, what feels like it's just insulation. It's about an inch and a half thick, and it's completely green and recyclable. Um, so you just it, it's pretty like minimal packaging. They just drop your meat in the middle of that thing, and then they um, drop in some dry ice, and you're laughing. They drop it at your yeah. Side and comes and you're a, done. The other thing, the other thing that I love is it comes in like that bag. So you just lift out the bag and you stick the bag in your freezer or whatever in your. It's all contained. Within Good call. There, you That's know. yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, it's like a really nice like. Um, how do you say? It's like, like a, a reusable shopping bag or something go. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which which is smart. It's totally smart. much smarter than u- using a big plastic bag or whatever. So. And, like, with Blue Apron, you got all those little fucking tiny bottles and little bags of fucking shit, and it's so fussy. Fuck that thing. I, I, Blue Apron yeah, is, is bullshit. Plus, speaking, once again, going back to the quality of meat, the quality of meat in Blue Apron is subpar. Shiza. Yeah. Yeah, it's Shiza. Not, not great. No. So the other service like this, and once again, I, whenever we talk about these things, I always feel necessary to say this podcast is not sp- sponsored or paid in any way by any of these services. No. We're just normal human beings like you trying to find convenience in our life and eat better and exactly. find good deals. And that's why we're talking about this shit. If one of them wants to sponsor us or do something, that's great. But right now we have no sponsors, none of that stuff. So, um, I think I told you I was going to try Daily Harvest, the smoothie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened with that? So, here's a, I, I had a little bit of a like roller coaster with Daily Harvest. So, when I first got it, I was like, oh, this is really smart. So, it all comes pre-chopped uh, in these cups and um, ready to go. And what you do is you basically, it t- tells you on the side to either use like a coconut water or something lighter, or it tells you to use like something like more richer, like an almond milk. You fill the cup, and then you pour it all in your blender. You blend it up, and you pour it back in the cup, and you go. So what's great about it is it takes about a minute and a half, That's and you're killer. walking out the door with like a really healthy smoothie. At first, I was like, you know what? 
I'm kind of torn about these smoothies because I don't think these smoothies are as good as the smoothies that I would make. But then I kind of came around to, but the the thing is, they're way healthier than the smoothies that I would make because I just pack tons of mango and pineapple and fruit in there. Yeah. So they're not as, they're not as tasty because they're not as sugary. Sweet. Yeah. As sweet. Yeah. There's n- not as much fruit. And the other thing is they use ingredients that um, I wouldn't normally use. They use things like cacao and oh, that's coconut nice. and maca. So things that you're never going to put in your own smoothies, they're, they're using in these combinations. So what happened is my first shipment, I was like, this is pretty good, but I, I, I probably won't continue with it. The second shipment, I tried a slightly different set of smoothies, and the second set of smoothies I tried are so good. Really? So good. So no I had actually I had actually paused the subscription. I went back on today and I unpaused it because my second set of smoothies were so amazing. Wow! So I got these ones. They're like mango and papaya. I got one that is um like a chai with sea salt and oh, one, you love that. You love the goddamn yeah. chai. But it also had like cauliflower and other shit in it. Like what? crazy shit, crazy shit. I'm telling you, cauliflower. Yeah. No shit. I mean, these are healthy smoothies, and they're all, I have to say, range from pretty damn good to really, really fucking delicious. What's the, um, how's the price? I mean, so I'm doing six a week, which for me, like, sometimes that's I even have, like, that's that's a lot, but some, sometimes I make them for hell for the and girls, yeah. the weekend, too. So, yeah. Um, six a week, and I want to say it's, like... I, uh, that's a good question. I want to say it's like 65 to 70 bucks shipped. So you're paying like eight, nine bucks a smoothie. Okay. So not awesome. Not a great price. It's, it's not a great price. Yeah. But what it, what it does for me is it, it forces makes, you to, it ensures that I have something healthy to walk out the door in the morning instead of eating some sort of crap, which is, which is key. And to be honest, like that is what, if your your usual stop is at like a Starbucks or the cafe across the street and yep. for a chai or a tea or whatever you're getting and um and then you grab something for breakfast and you're spending more than that anyway. Like you're gonna spend ten bucks, eleven, twelve. Cause you're you're throwing in some sort of iced tea or some fucking the way you you always roll with yep you're you're you get they snag you with the uh, with the fucking the impulse buy they get you with those right you're you yeah I've seen I how you yeah I, I I easily spend eight bucks if I stop at the Starbucks I'll get a chai and an oatmeal or whatever or right a, yeah a chai and a bar and a juice or whatever yep so yeah I'm lucky if I get out of there for six bucks it's generally eight. somewhere between eight eight and twelve yeah, yeah. right. I'm trying to look at my uh, when I'm paying here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do them a disservice. Yeah. And say. I'm trying. To, I'll have to cost out. Like doing it yourself is pretty cheap. I will say this: the one thing that you is really hard to do. Like I have a system for smoothies <clears throat> that works out great. But you you eat, you drink the same fucking smoothie every day if you want something different you can go either you can go fuck yourself or you can go fucking buy it somewhere at the fucking smoothie store here it's groundhog day with the smoothies yep you know so we're doing that subscription you get huge variety which you don't get at home because your shit will go bad 
Yeah, I pretty much make a slight variation on the same smoothie. And that's, a, that's the other thing that's nice. I mean, I use a lot of frozen fruit, so it's not like it's going bad anyway. Yeah, that's true. I do to too. Turn the freezer back on. but Spinach. Um, um, yep. Spinach base, some sort of fruit. Yeah. Coconut water. Um, so you know what I do? You know what's a good move is the, uh, the big frozen bags of berries at Costco. Oh, yeah. Those organic berries. Oh, yeah. I got a freezer full of organic berries and fruit from Costco. It's great. Um, I get yeah. it all at Costco. So you're that's cut rate. Um, For sure. So you get that. Um, the, the pro move is to find a good deal on. And if, um, if anyone lives near a Mercado, like a Mexican market, that's your, that's your go-to for uh, fresh young coconuts. Because you yeah. get them for a buck. Yeah, see, I don't do the fresh young coconuts like you do. I don't go that hardcore. I just buy, like, the case of coconut water at Costco or whatever. Well, that's, yeah. And I'll be honest, like, doing the 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 fresh coconut adds, it adds fucking six, seven minutes to the to the program. You know what I mean? Right. So that, my smoothie is a, it's a 15-minute operation by the time I pull the blender out and then clean it, you know. It's 15, yeah. that's a long time. For sure. I mean, unless you don't have a job and you're just wait, wait, waiting to go to yoga class. Yahtzee. Yes. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Damn right. Yes. Shopping at specialty markets all day. Yep. Just fucking. Drinking the Truly. Foot rubs. Like, yeah. You just have them load up your trunk of your SUV with young coconuts while you're Lean sitting on the Truly fucking in the horn. shade. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Bring them out. <laughs> Let's go, fuckers. Absolutely. All right. So what we wanted to do this episode is talk about um, things, uh, a 2017 recap, some of our favorite things, but especially talk about things that we felt were underrated and things that we thought were overrated. That's right. Yeah. So my list is pretty... um, I, I didn't do like a ton of things that were super popular in pop culture and do a spin on it. I did mostly things for me that that I, yep. you know, were overrated or underrated for me. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I will say I did somewhere in between. Like I, I, I actually am somewhere in between, too. Yeah, I'm not taking stances on the most popular shit of the year or whatever. No, no. I'm no. not here to talk about This Is Us. I'm, we're not, I'm here to talk about exactly. shit that I like that I feel like either didn't get enough attention or enough acclaim or things that everyone is hyping that I feel like is horseshit. Yeah. Needs to be taken down a couple pegs. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that actually isn't on my list. Um, and I'm, I'm curious what you think about it before, before we get started. Um, okay. and, and I'll mention it just because, you know, we talk about music a lot. Um, and the top, the thing that was the many top of 2017 lists had the Kendrick Lamar record as the number one record of the year. Yep. And, uh, what, what do you think of that record? I think it's good. I don't think it's the most mind-blowing record I've ever heard, but I do think it's really good, and I think Kendrick Lamar is super talented. Yeah. Um, I don't lo- I don't like find myself putting that record on a ton, though. Yeah. I- I'll-, I'll be honest. Like, for me, it was... 
I was surprised that I even I have such a uh like for no reason, just this like unnatural fucking aversion to any modern like R and B or hip hop or rap or you know, I like I can't tell you one fucking Jay Z anything. Um but I heard <laughs> I heard um Kendrick Lamar on Howard Stern and I was super fucking impressed. I was like, yeah. oh, this guy is super genuine. Not not like a chest puffed out, you know, like trying to have a dick measuring contest every second type of guy that that world sees a lot of, you know. Yep. And he's just super genuine, humble guy who's like remembers like how lucky he is to like have the success and it's I was super impressed and that's why I let it in to be honest right yeah I mean I think don't get me wrong I think Kendrick Kendrick Lamar is amazing um there's something about Danny Brown that's like the the like flavor the weird vibe that Danny Brown brings that I prefer it's way more original but it's like apples and oranges it's apples and oranges Um, yeah for me, the um, the th- the thing that like was more meaningful to me this year, just because it kind of sh- um, shined a spotlight on this weird corner of the hip hop world that I actually created an entire playlist inspired by this one artist, uh, which is that that uh, white uh, rapper that Braden Lee shot that video for Corbin who used to be called Spooky Black, and then he changed his name to Corbin. Yeah. And it's this, we- this weird, like, down-tempo, um, like, very s- sort of, like, moody hip-hop. And then, so what I did in Spotify is I just browsed related artists, and I put together this massive playlist of all people that were sort of threaded off of him. Really? So that Corbin record... Um, has opened up this entirely new world of hip hop for me. That's like this really like weird set of independent artists that I'd never heard of, and just kind of like in a, in an age where I feel like I don't really, um, or I, sh- I should say, at an age where I feel like I'm not like discovering tons and tons of new music, or I'm not driven to discover tons of new music. It was like a sort of hip hop renaissance for me. Oh, that's killer! You got to share that with me. I'd love to hear it. Sure. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, Sarah Lansky and I actually co-curate it at the moment because she's super, super into that stuff too. Oh, that's so. Great. I'll just, I'll just uh, share the Spotify playlist with you, and you can continue to add music or do whatever. I love it. I love it. That's fun. So, which is another great thing about the collaborative playlist thing on Spotify. Enough people probably don't use that, but it's such a cool feature. You know, you can add like you know, a group of your oldest friends split around the country can be reconnecting over music by, you know, curating a collaborative playlist together. God damn. Yeah. That's, I got to do that. I got to do that with some old friends. That's a great, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't taken advantage of that at all. And I know people, I know about it. I know people that do it. Um, good call. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Well, dig in, man. So, why don't you give me something? What? Give me, Yeah. start off on your... I'm going to start off with one that might be slightly controversial for people. Nice. Um, everyone except for Jonathan Green. Um, so, 
we recently over Thanksgiving went to um, the theater with the kids and took them to see the Pixar film Coco, uh, which I think is is an it's a solid film. It's not amazing, very expected. Follows what has come to be like a fairly kind of formulaic sort of Pixar formula. So my first overrated is Pixar films. Okay, I think Pixar, yeah. I think Pixar films have gotten to the point where everyone just accepts it because there's a Pixar name on it. Uh, the Pixar brand is on it. No one, we know what to expect. We know what we're going to get. I feel like they've stopped pushing boundaries and they've stopped making truly exceptional films. And I know a lot of people would argue that maybe, you know, there are very few that they have made that are exceptional, but I felt like, you know, the first toy, toy story film was groundbreaking. The Incredibles film really well done. You know, there's some in there that are like very, very good, like pushing boundaries into like new worlds and new sets of imagination. So to see another film come out, about the day of the dead another animated film about day of the dead and yeah. you know you know that what the director said like in defense of this was like there are a million films about christmas why can't there be two films about day of the dead which is like fair point taken however it's also just not an amazing film what's the other one what's the other day of the dead movie um the book of life which i actually think is a way better movie yeah, I forgot Coco. about that. I haven't seen that. That is really underrated, actually. It didn't get a lot of attention, once again, because it wasn't a Pixar film. So I feel like everyone flocks to these Pixar films, but there are other films out there, not the least of which, I'm going to say, are Miyazaki films. Oh, Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're sitting there shoving cars fucking three down your kid's throat when he could be watching My Neighbor Totoro, like, you're missing out. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, my ta- my neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, Spirited Away. You know, Spirited those are Away the ones. So good. Even Ponyo. You know, like there's a lot of those films. Like those should be things that all the kids are watching, as opposed to, I mean, honestly, even some of the just the like Disney films, like the Disney Disney films, have been better than the Pixar films. I'm with you, man. Um, I thought so. I Coco. Um. It has, for me, it was, I, I really loved it. It was the first movie I've taken Jack to. So, and he loved it, you know. Right. Um, I mean, he's he's stupid. What does he know? He doesn't fucking know about movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But, like, I mean, but he's, like, it was awesome because watching a movie with your kid for the first time, in a movie theater for the first yep. time, is, you never forget that. It was. Oh, for sure. It was awesome. Yeah. And um, our neighborhood movie theater is um, has got like a full leather recliner. Like, yes. the thing goes With up. The thing that switches up, that's what we went to too. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. That is living. It yeah. is living. Full menu of the yep. salad. Same thing. Iced Same tea. Thing. Yeah. Fucking yeah. awesome. That is living. Oh. I don't know how, how we've been. It's like we've been living in the Stone Ages Fucking watching movies. Animals until now. wiping butter on your jeans. <laughs> Fucking like just all crunched up, getting lice off the yeah. seat. Like terrible, yeah. terrible. This is the only way to fly. It's not cheap. Um, no. it yeah, was, you're definitely paying a surcharge, but oh, I, I'll pay it all day. Yeah. Um, I think for the three of us, it was 
For three people, it was over a hundred bucks. Oh, holy shit! We didn't pay nearly that. Oh no, I'm talking like thirteen fifty or whatever. Yeah, where we went. I mean, you're in L.A., so you're gonna pay. You get a hundred percent more for everything anyway. Yeah, but. just a finger up the ass for <laughs> fucking bonus. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong. Pixar makes like solid family movies. Like they're a lot totally. better than most of the, most of the things that DreamWorks is fucking pumping out. However, I feel like at some point they've lost the they lost the bar of quality. They lost the like we're shooting for we're gonna blow your fucking mind. I, I'm with, with yeah, absolutely. I think it's gotta be like they invest. I don't. I I wonder what the what the numbers look like on those because um, it's. I mean, it's just man hours, right? It's just how big of an army of nerds can we build with Wacom tablets to just fucking crank this shit out? And you see, it's all man hours. And I don't know what the numbers look like. It's distributed around the world, too. Oh, yeah. So so I think they're doing it 24 hours, maybe not 24-7, but like there are crews, like when one crew goes to bed working on this thing, there's another crew working on a scene or a chapter somewhere else. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so that's awesome. I love doing shit like that. Um, if you're able to, that's that's awesome. Um, but I, I thought you were talking about distribution, because it's also distributed. Um, it's, it's all over Mexico. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And, and it's uh, doing... Yeah, maybe- Performing extremely well in Mexico. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet they're eating it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. That's a. I mean, w- what Mexican wouldn't love seeing a film made by a American company directed and written by two white guys about their m- one of their most sacred holidays? Right, exactly. <laughs> I know it's awesome. I love that. Um. And I'm with you, like, I think you're totally right about, you know, on the flip side, the underrated stuff with Miyazaki and, and Totoro is, um, and that's an, that's an old story that's been around for a long time. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, very old, but there's something about when you watch it. So we watched it with the girls, um, this weekend, uh, on Blu-ray and there's something about that film that's like, not, it evokes a feeling unlike any other film yeah. that you've seen. There's something truly original about it. Like it's not the most, it's a very simple storyline, but there's something so enchanting about the story. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It cap- captures like the magic of childhood and about it. Like the girls were talking about it days after really? like about little nuanced parts of it. You know, I love that. That's great. I don't think they talked about Coco for a single second after we left the movie theater. That's a fucking good call. We didn't either. We haven't talked about it for one fucking minute. Not one minute. We talk about Godzilla fucking nonstop. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying yeah. is just watch Japanese movies. Right. <laughs> right. It, it would not be the first time that we said that on this <laughs> no, podcast. No, it would not. It would not. All right, man. Good one. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I, I agree 100%. That movie is overrated. Let me ask you, have you seen uh, Lady Bird while we're talking about movies? You know, I really want to see it. I have not seen it yet. I've heard great things about You're it, gonna but love I haven't it. seen it. You are going to absolutely love it. And um, it, that, I, I can't say, really falls under over or underrated um, because it's certainly not, um, it's not overrated because it's a 
it's a, it delivers like it's super fucking satisfying and funny and touching and it's all that but it's not underrated either because it's the highest rated movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh shit. Yeah. What is the what is it at like 99.9 or something? For the first 3 weeks it was out it was at 100. Holy shit. It beat Toy Story 2. Toy Sto- it dethroned Toy wow. Story 2. Um as the highest rated film. <laughs> yeah. Um which is strange. I don't like that's Toy Story 2. That's where we're going to fucking put the that's you know, I mean, it's not like it's not like the board at Rotten Tomatoes is choosing it or anything. It's you know, Rotten Tomatoes right. for better or for worse is what it is. Um, yeah, it's Vox Populi. Totally, yeah. Um, but anyway, just a, an aside. Um, I th- you'll you will love that movie. Um, it's right up your alley. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right, let me do something that is underrated. In my book, is robot vacuum cleaners. (laughs) Completely, absolutely (laughs) underrated. So you finally, after your journey through all the different robot vacuum cleaners, you've, first of all, have you settled on which is the definitive best one? Yeah, I have. Um, And I'm, here, here, it's a a mixed, mixed news. Um, The one that I kept that I think is the best is also the most expensive. Um, it's the iRobot Roomba 890. It's, um, okay. I don't know that it's, the, it's not their most expensive model. Their most, the, the, the 890 is, I think just over $400. So it's expensive, but yeah. it's, it, as far as those vacuum cleaners go, their most expensive is like 800. Whoa. So, but I'm not fucking with that. And also like, um, I didn't try that one, but I read, I tried three other iRobots, so I know what they do. Um, and there's nothing that they're doing. I mean, unless the thing is giving blowjobs, there's no way it's worth fucking twice <laughs> the amount of money. No chance. Right. Um, but the good news is you to get very, just a little bit of a compromise, and you can cut the price in half and get a killer, um, a killer... Robot now I fucking can't believe I'm gonna blank on the on the name of it. Um oh the D Dvax. Um it's the D eighty um Evax, sorry. The Evax um D eighty robot. There's a D seventy nine and a D eighty. Both of those are um are fabulous. The D eighty has a mopping feature that is bullshit. Just use it as a vacuum cleaner, but it has all the features of the eight ninety with like um, wireless, it, like you can, it has an app on the phone, so you can see what the thing's doing. It'll ping uh-huh. you and tell you that the 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 you know the fucking thing is full. You got to empty the dirt out of it, or it's got its wheels stuck or whatever. Um, you can control it from your phone. It's awesome. It's really good. So, it thing you got, I run it every day. It's fucking. I just run it, and it, and I come yeah. home, and it's and it's everything's fucking vacuumed, and it's back on the getting charged. That's it's awesome. like Rosie. What about when it, because, I mean, you have a fairly open space, but we've got like, you know, kitchen stools and shit like that. Is it going to get stuck on all that it, shit? It won't get stuck. So you got to take, you got to do a couple of runs, like, like do it on a weekend and run the thing around and see, watch and see what it gets hung up on. 
and then just kind of adjust for that. And then once you know the danger spots for it and you have them fixed, then you just leave it and it's fine. Um, okay. So the kitchen stools are a little tricky. Like I'll put them up so on the counter if, oh, okay. you know, it, when you know it's going to run or something. Yeah. If, you know, if, or if not, like it'll just steer its way around them and steer clear of it. You know, it won't, it won't yeah. get stuck on that. I mean, honestly, moving them out of the way is not a bad idea because that's one of the areas that I really want them to pick shit up. That's where you want that's it. Where most of the, the shit kids are the fucking girls dropping are shit eating. down there constantly. Yeah. Yeah. My God. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's practically like four more meals down there. On it's the like floor. fucking, it's like the bleachers in NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. You could live down there. Um, so that's killer. And so what I did, oh man, this is fucking um, a little embarrassing. Oh, not as embarrassing as another one of my underrated things. But um, I bought the uh, the iRobot mopping machine too. That's only like a hundred okay. bucks. That thing's fucking killer. Um, just to, I run that thing like every other day, and this house is fucking spotless. It's great. Um, so yeah, man, the robot vacuum cleaner. Just why not? Why not? Yeah, I don't have time to fucking that's, be vacuuming. That's killer. I love it. All right. Well, I will talk about something that I think is um, vastly, vastly underrated as well. Um, and this is um, season four just came out on Netflix. Uh, if you're not up on this show, they're British style season, so each season only has six episodes, so you can burn through it pretty quick. Uh, Peaky Blinders, I think, is an amazing show that more fucking people need to be watching. God damn it. I think I think the fourth season that just came out is the best season yet. Really? Absolutely. 100%. Huh. All right. I'll try it again. Um, I had trouble with... So, if I remember correctly, um, there's a Nick Cave song as the um, title yeah, track, right? Red Right Hand. Red right hand, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, of course, was psyched for that. But um, as it went on, it was... I have a I have a hard time with a period piece that uses modern music. I, have, I can't get past it. Yeah. You talked about this before. I think if you can push through the first season, they, they do that a lot less in the upcoming seasons. In fact, in the most recent season... They had they commissioned a bunch of independent artists to redo and reinterpret Red Right Hand uh, and actually use that through similar to what they did on the wire in you know subsequent seasons or whatever. Very cool. And, and it's really cool. And so in this recent season, there's sort of like some actors that kind of some heavyweight fucking actors that come in and out. And in this fourth season season, Adrian Brody is in and he gives Wow. Um, brilliant performance he's amazing uh but between him there's a scene between him and tom hardy uh who tom hardy plays this hasidic jewish gangster who's like a british (laughs) um there's a scene between the adrian brody character that i can't say much about because i don't want to give a spoiler but there's a scene between um the tom hardy and adrian brody characters that is like honestly like one of my favorite things i've seen in tv in the last five years so Really, really good. Huh. All right. You, you know, it's short. It's not a huge commitment. I mean, some of the episodes, I say there's six episodes. Some of them are like an hour and 15 minutes. But, you know, you, you can still get in and out pretty quick. It 
it clips along at a good pace. There's good action. Um, also, it's got the guy. I'm forgetting this guy. The guy who played um, the mayor on The Wire, who then played Littlefinger um, in Game of Thrones. I don't. I can't remember oh, this guy. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't know. He's also in the fourth season. And I mean the huh. and the core cast of characters that's on there with Cillian Murphy and all the people that surround him are unbelievable actors as well. So it's super well written, super well acted. In fact, when I was watching it, I was like, the writing on this show is so good, it makes me aware that how not amazing the writing on Godless is. Right. Yeah. So not, not to jump into something, I, I, I'm not going to go ahead and say that Godless is overrated mm-hmm. um, because I haven't watched enough of the episodes, but I was watching, I think, the second episode and there was all this like exposition about like, oh, well, the reason why this is that way is because of this. And it was just, just oh, really? this like really heavy-handed, obvious exposition. I was like, what in the fuck is going on? Because like, huh. I keep hearing, like someone at work said, I like Godless better than Deadwood. Oh, whoa, whoa, no. And and I think it's better than Deadwood. And I was like watching the show and I was like, got to this like heavy handed exposition part. Yeah. And I was like, who in the fuck thinks this is better than Deadwood? An idiot. That is no way. It doesn't come <laughs> close. It can't lick the boot of Deadwood. Right. I mean, it seems really good. And I'm, I am going to finish watching it. I dropped it to watch Peaky Blinders as soon as that came out. Oh, wow. That's okay. one, of, one of my favorite shows. So, um, uh, so I'm, I am going to go back and watch it. But Yeah. I mean, I was excited for Godless because I love Westerns. And I love a miniseries, too, you know? Yep. <clears throat> we can get in and hit it and quit it, you know? Um, yep. There's one now, Gunpowder. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen that HBO. Come um, I've seen two episodes and it's okay. It's all right. And who is the famous actor that's in that one that they are using it John, on the cover? John Snow. John Snow. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Right. Yep. And it's like, all right, dude is, he's just always plays some dude with a fucking sword. Like that's, I mean, he's really <laughs> reaching. He's soaking that character yeah. fucking hard. Uh, it's got Liv Tyler in it. Seriously typecast? Okay. Um, yeah, he's just got that fucking, like, swashbuckling look, you know? He's going to do right. Count of Monte Cristo next or something. But, um, yeah, Liv Tyler's in it, and she's... Uh, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I don't, I don't want to say yay or nay on it, really. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, try, yeah, there's so, so many series and so many things that are coming out. Um, one of my underrated things since we're talking about Netflix, was actually going to be um, deep cuts on Netflix. I think there's a lot of undiscovered shit on Netflix, which 100%. is part of the reason why why we do this podcast. I watched this vampire movie called Byzantine that was... Um, I should look this guy's name up. It was directed by the same guy that did directed Interview with a Vampire. Oh, yeah. Really? Interview with a Vampire is great. You Let me look up the director. Tom Cruise. Suck your blood. Um, uh, Neil Jordan. So Neil Jordan is the director (laughs) of this movie, Byzantine. Byzantine. This movie, it is very, very different than Interview with a Vampire, let me tell you. It's almost like the antithesis of Interview with a Vampire. Really? Um, Because it's such a... It reminds me more of... um, Did you watch the... I didn't watch the American one, so I can't say shit about that. Did you watch the European... Let the right one in. Oh yeah, 
If you like that, this is that kind of vampire movie. Really? Yeah. Awesome. It's a much more, more of like a character-driven character story than it is, um, you know, maybe with like a little bigger budget, a little more sort of um, a broad, broader strokes to it than Let the Right One In, which is hyper-personal. Hyper, um, hyper-personal. Um, yeah. But also, it's it's one of the greatest vampire movies ever. Right. But if you if you look at Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, yep. um, let the right one in, and this that would make like a nice trilogy that kind of do different things, but share enough of the DNA that you would say like, oh, I I can see how those are like a more sort of nuanced, kind of subtle take on vampires. Well, that's cool. Yeah, um, Girl Walks Home at Night is fucking so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that was a that was a treat. That film's amazing. Oh yeah. my god, so great. Um, yeah, man, you're 100% right. So um, one of my actually overrated things is also to do with Netflix um, <laughs> and kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying. Like, um, I, I think that their comedy specials are absolutely fucking overrated and they need to fucking slow down and take a look at quality over quantity because they are pumping out shit. It's like they have to fucking hit a special a week and they're not slowing down to like it, check if it's fucking funny or not, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they they have some comedians that are just fucking terrible. Yeah, I bet. I thought that the um the Patton Oswalt one is the one that I most recently watched. I thought that one was good. Fantastic. Yeah. Really strong. I mean, but that's Patton Oswalt but, though. That's t- yeah. That's what you, top tier. Yeah. What are you gonna do? That's expected. The also the I mean the stuff about like. I was listening to this, um, actually the most recent episode of This American Life. There's a guy who's the like French, he's as famous as Jerry Seinfeld is in France. Like he sells out arenas, he's super fucking famous. And it got to the point in his career where basically every, every joke he told, no matter what he said, people were laughing. The whole arena was laughing and he got so sick of it that he decided to come to America and try to make it as a comic in English. And no one knows who he is here. You're kidding so it's it's actually a fascinating story um and what he was doing this French style of comedy, and people like jeff garland um famous made famous by Kirby enthusiasm, but people who are like comics comics were analyzing his sets and saying like American comedy right now is all about it's hyper personal it's like yes. it has to be about what's going on with you and that's what Patton Oswalt's like latest thing where he's talking about the grief and losing his wife and all that stuff it's so awesome because that's what that's the moment of comedy we're living in is about that right now when you look at Tig Notaro and what she did yep. when you look at Patton Oswalt and the way he's like dealing with that very different than the way Tig Notaro did it but still like as personal yeah um and I think people obviously really responded to um, what Sarah Silverman had to say about, even though it wasn't comedy, like the sort of real approach that she took to talking about her feelings dealing with the Louis C.K. thing. And obviously Louis C.K. was one of the people who spearheaded the like hyper-personal oh, yeah. weird thing. Yep. Um Anyways. What did, what did she have to say? What did she have to say about Louis C.K.? I haven't seen it. Oh, she she just said... Just how she was processing and, it, you mean? Yeah, just the, like, he's someone that I love. However, he did these really, like, scummy, reprehensible things that I can't reconcile with, like, 
but at the same time, he's like been one of my best friends for 22 years and I love him. Fuck yeah. So I need, I need to figure out how to like deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. So I think, I think people just responded to her being like, you know, honest. And I've seen other people like when the whole thing happened with Matt Lauer or whatever, I saw people sort of like the, you know, Meredith Vieira or whoever the fuck those ladies were. I saw them ape some of that language or whatever. <laughs> because, they, you know, it's like once someone gets it figured out, like yes. people respond well to this, then give them the Sarah they Silverman. Just s- start cribbing from it. Yeah. 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 Um, I love Sarah Silverman. Yeah. She's pretty good. She's hysterical. Um, she's got, uh, what's her thing? Make, uh, I love America. Yeah. Have you, have you watched any of that? I've seen clips. I haven't seen like the <laughs> yeah. whole thing. She's awesome. Yeah. She is awesome. I saw her and it's, hitchhiking it, in Manhattan. It's, it's also what's so great about that show is that she's not making fun of any of those people. Yeah. She's just like making fun of the situation sort of. It's very deftly crafted. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it has a, a, a fine touch. It's great. It walks a, it walks a pretty um, tricky line. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think she's doing it well. You know, she's using comedy to talk about all of these like raw issues and all this stuff that like people don't want to talk it's about. It's the best so. way to talk about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um All right. Uh Who's going next? So my uh my next and I don't know if I can say that this is underrated, but something I I'm just going to throw this out there as something that I really love. I'm going to say everything that Noel Gallagher did this year was something that I loved. <laughs> so good, right? His, the videos that he made, both the Pitchfork and the GQ one, so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, there's just something about watching this guy who's like, pretty much thinks he's one step removed from God, even though he's an atheist, ripping into and tearing, like just giving these like really sharp opinions about like everything Yeah, that is just, there's just something magnetic about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, also what makes it even better was that he did all that. And then in November released a really fucking amazing record. He released the who built the moon record. That's right. Which is really good. It's fa- um, It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a st- super strong record. So I love that he's like, on the one hand, talking all of this. And the Pitchfork video, he's talking shit. And the GQ video, what it is, I don't know if you've seen I that I haven't one. seen it, no. the, the GQ video is when he goes onto social media and the internet, and he creates profiles on Quora and really? Yahoo and all these different sites and answers questions about himself <laughs> and tw- Twitter. Um, and he just he just responds to people um, in this really genuine, really brilliant way. Really? He's yeah, not taking the it's test. Really good. No, if you haven't seen it, I I think it's called it's called like Really Me or something. I'll check something it out. Like yeah, that. that's not quite the name of it, but it's something very, very similar to that. Um, if you just do GQ video Noel Gallagher, I'm sure it'll come up. But it's hilarious the way he answers these people's fucking questions. Yeah, he's great. He, I've always been a fan. You know what's funny is he uh, his record came out like either a week or a week before his brothers. Mm. And you know they're obviously still at each other's throats. Oh my god! Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they talked about he was on Stern as well. Um, 
and he was talking about his brother and he's not as it's funny like he he's got a way of of like fucking slagging somebody and then like 10 seconds later making it sound like it's not that bad and then 10 seconds later the guy's a piece of shit and I'll never fucking talk to him again and then it's like well he's my brother of course I'm gonna talk to him you know (laughs) like you never really know what the fuck he's saying you know or where he stands like and I mean I don't know (laughs) it's he's he's an odd character but um but that record is fucking great they both are I don't know that I'd even even want to like it would be an entertaining dinner. I don't know that it would be fun to like have dinner <laughs> no, with that guy. I don't know how fun. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would be entertaining for sure. Um. All right. Let me do. Uh, overrated computers. All right. Br- computers are way fucking overrated. Yeah. All right. So a little bit more specifically, like laptops, laptop computers, and desktop computers. I'm been. You know, I've had, like most people, I've had laptops for, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years or whatever, and yep. have always had one, and um, and usually, you know, I'm pretty, I stay pretty current, I get new ones pretty close to, you know, when they come out. Nothing's, there's nothing crazy happening since the solid state drive, nothing has happened. Yeah, no, for sure. So what the fuck are they doing? But what needs to happen? I don't know, man. I mean, something. I mean, there's. I just feel like it, that's on them to figure out. Wow I mean, me with something. Fucking impress me. My laptop weighs two pounds. It doesn't have a fucking fan anymore. It stores more things than I could possibly put on it, and I can sign into it with my fingerprint. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, I guess it's like... It's stuff that's under the hood. And plus, I mean, not to discount the... Um, What's the uh, the law of Moore's law? Sorry, Moore's law. Moore's law. I mean, anybody that knows what they're talking about would tell me I'm fucking crazy. I know. And the like the strides that have happened in like home computing, like the machines that we have now, would take up like a fucking acre of like your <laughs> RAM, like right. when Isn't we were born. Yeah. yeah. I get that. I understand that, but I don't know. I'm just sick of. I'm sick of like they're they're so fucking expensive, and I don't know what it needs to do. I think it needs to. Yeah. I feel like they're I, just th- th- slapping shit on it in an effort to see, like. I don't know. Now, if if you had said the iPhone 10, I would have maybe hopped on board with you. That is overrated. I that, yes, I do think with phones, with smartphones, they're just like pushing sort of you know, somewhat meaningless features. Like the face recognition thing is okay. It, 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 it creates as many pain and pains, pains in the ass as it solves problems. Uh, like I yeah, can no absolutely. longer leave it on the table and fucking tap on it and get into something. I have to pick it up and I'll just fucking show up my face or stick my, no, you can just tap mug. it twice and put your password in. I know, but Using my fingerprint, I just stick my fucking finger on it and it opens up. I don't see why they needed to put the face thing on there. Like, it's it's a little bit of, like, muscle flexing that doesn't right. make your life well, any better. Well, that's because it doesn't make your life better yet. That's true. But I don't think, that, I don't think they've done what they're going to do with it yet. They just have it in place. Yeah, as with most things, yeah. Um, I don't like giving them my face. I don't like that. But I just think, like... 
for $1,100 or whatever the fuck you pay for this iPhone 10 now, it's like an insane price. And like, yeah, the screen looks nice or whatever, but how much nicer does it look than the iPhone right? 7 or whatever? Yeah. Like, the only thing that I've no like the only thing I will say that was not horseshit, and this is the case with most new generations of phones, is the camera is is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, the camera is much better. I I will agree with that, and that's because I I didn't have the like gigantic iPhone or whatever. Same here, which, yeah. So for me, it was an even bigger upgrade than because I went from the regular shitty old camera to the now this new great camera with the, same here i don't know i yeah, think the, the sensor on this one is better than that big phone um yeah it's got a better i think lens. it's a little bit better yep um but that is that, truly remarkable yeah the portrait mode thing i will i will give them so good i mean just keep keep pushing shit like that but like you yeah. know i shouldn't have to pay eleven hundred dollars like it's just progress and the way they were talking yeah right that's your job and the way they were talking about it it's like oh my god it's gonna fucking change everything it's like no it's not it's just another fucking phone that's overpriced and it has a better camera that's it yeah i mean i think it has i think in this case maybe the hardware is way it just way ahead of like because all that ar shit that they're showing off like there's no one is doing anything with that stuff right now no, so, so yeah, there's it has capabilities that aren't being tapped yet, but um, you know, whatever it's if it's not being used, what do I fucking care? You know, just don't let the battery yeah. die fucking constantly. Right. And Ch- charge me three hundred dollars when that shit comes out, and give me the phone for seven hundred dollars right? right now. I know. So I will say, I hope it lasts longer. I do like the wireless charging. I will say I do too. I know a lot of people. A lot of people think that's stupid, but I actually there's something about it's a very simple thing. But I do think that's the kind of improvements that I want to see. I want to see those small little like make it more and more sort of frictionless. Exactly. Like set it yes. on the thing. It starts charging. I don't have to like pick it up and fit this fucking tiny little thing in the bottom, especially when it's dark or whatever in the room. I just set it on the pad. Boom. Done. Charging. It's great. Amen. I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And once they have that in the car too, and they have wireless car play. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's what we need. So tell me while we're talking about tech stuff real quick. Um, what do you know about, cause I've been looking at it. Um, I want a pair of, uh, Bluetooth, headphones uh earbuds okay um yeah you got a good one uh, earbuds ear, not you're not not cans but ear like right. little ones that go in your ear so it's just small you can throw them in your pocket when you're done um i've got some sport ones that i really like i don't have any i mean they have the like completely wireless ones that's now. what i want um um and I'm not talking about the AirPods ones. I'm talking about like even smaller, like little just circles or whatever that go in. Yeah. I I supported a Kickstarter of one of those called Earin that took like two years to get to me. And I don't love the way that they sound. In uh-huh. the end. I think there are probably some better ones out there. I, to be honest, I haven't researched it enough because I have so many fucking pairs of headphones. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mostly have ones like the ones I'm wearing, these like Bluetooth wireless Beats headphones or... These guys, the like Bose QC thirty fives or whatever yeah, yeah. these are, the, those are good. Just because I spend so much time on planes or whatever, I always want the for sure. noise canceling. Yep. So, all right. Um, 
Well, what do you? I did. I did. Overrated. Computers are overrated. Everybody. Yeah. This just in. Yeah. So I think let's take a break from the overrated, underrated. Maybe we'll do one more after this. But I want to um, do a two-minute hot take. Let's do here. it. Let's bring back the two-minute hot take. Let's do it. Uh, in 2018, here. So um, my uh, let me pull up a timer here real quick. My, I'm going to warn you right now. Mine's a little bit serious. On the edge of it's okay. On the edge of serious. Not. Uh, it doesn't have to be serious, but it's something I've been wanting to ask you. And um, so okay. I'm going to use this. My, for it. Mine is depending on how you feel about this. Some people will, will be deadly serious about this, and some people will think of it as slightly frivolous. But so I want to know what you think about including the most recent installment, Star Wars. Um, so overall, uh, I think, all right, uh, let's see. I was not expecting that. Um, here, here's a few bullet points. I am happy that George Lucas is no longer at the helm because he's a fucking idiot and like cramming. And this is, I say that after just recently over the holidays, watching the, um, the newer, um, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and those where he was cramming in all that ridiculous CG shit. Like, it's so bad that you're like, this is a fucking crazy person that is, you know, just going back into his painting and just mashing at it with a fucking huge, dirty paintbrush and just fucking it all up because he can't leave it well enough alone. So I'm glad, I mean, granted it is Disney that has it, but it's... They have the ability to invest in it, and to, I think the future of Star Wars is super interesting. In that, I think there's going to be a ton of great stuff. Um, I also love their ability to break out of the um, break out of the trajectory of normal stories and do stuff like Rogue One. For me, those are the that's where the real potential lies is being able to do. Star Wars stories instead of like Star Wars to just have, you know, I thought Rogue, for me, that might be the best Star Wars movie yet. Um, I think it's brilliant. And because you get all of the great stuff that you love about Star Wars without having to like, I don't know, like it's, it just has all of the stuff kind of in an ancillary way, but it's, it's a lot like they're, they tap into like, classic storytelling things like that's like seven samurai is kind of like rogue one you know or dirty dozen or the great escape like that it felt like one of those movies where you're like actually like really rooting for you know for the people did, did i hear the timer go uh timer's off yep. all right um so i don't know did i did i get there yeah i i um i haven't seen the most recent one so you haven't seen the most recent one no all right, i well, think it's probably wrong Let's talk after you see the most recent one. Okay. Um, yeah. Depend, depending on who you talk to, like, I haven't heard anyone. It's funny because I think I'm probably somewhere in the middle on it. People either love it or they absolutely hate it. That's what I, and yeah, that's the, what I'm seeing. And then there have been lots of think pieces around, like, all these men hate on it because they hate the empowered women. That is the, that is my lead. I, 
I can't even say it's the, the the least problematic thing for me. It is not a problem. It is a huge plus in my book. Like Ray all day empowered Leia. Like go to town, General fucking Leia. Oh, do yeah. your thing. Destroy everyone. Bring more women. More women. I every Star Wars film from here to the end of time could have a fucking women woman protagonist for all I care. Oh yeah, have them be directed by women. Like I like Ryan Johnson. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah. that is not my issue with it. I think there are a couple unforgivable storytelling things in it that I just can't get over. Oh really? Huh. So that being said, like on balance, I liked it, but I think it's it is far shy of being amazing. Like I appreciate that Ryan Johnson took some risks with it. However, I think there are some things that like maybe he didn't have control over honestly. Huh. Um that that are just like, oh my god, eye rolling. Yeah. Interesting. Um yeah, I am remiss in not seeing that. I should have seen it by now. Um but I think oh yeah, I'll just to repeat myself, I think I'm I'm excited for what is they're going to put out one thing? I think they're going to put out one a year, aren't they? They're just going to fucking yep. crank these things out from now until the end of time. Until yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> That's it. Possibly another yeah. fucking. Someday there might be a hundred Star Wars films. You know. <laughs> no shit, man. All right. Um, let me pull up a timer and hit you with mine. So this is not. This is. Um, veering a little bit this is on the on the hot take um and what i'm asking for here is not what you think about this or that but what i want to hear is advice from you um because ah. you're you always give good advice so I'd, i'm interested to hear your thoughts and you know i don't we stay away from political topics, you know? So yep. this isn't necessarily a question about politics, but more about the, the state that a lot of people are finding themselves in lately. So I got my timer pulled up. Start after I posit this subject to you. So um, lots of people are having trouble with being burnt out by the news they they and and myself included where you know otherwise well-informed people are finding it very difficult to read the news every day because it's so overwhelming it's overwhelmingly negative um the country is in the most turmoil it's ever been in since we've been alive things are upside down and at the start of a new year, people are looking to turn the page and kind of get moving on something new. How can we do that while remaining a good democratic, you know, citizen and balance kind of what's going on in our country and try and move ahead for the new year? Man, this is <laughs> this is this is a tough one. I'm going to give you because, a second. I'm going to start it once yeah. you get your head around it. No, I think I'll just start talking. So go ahead and start at the time. All right. So, so for me, I am not someone who reads the news. I'm not like a news junkie. I mean, in this day and age, you can't avoid the news. Like anyone who's on Twitter or social media or any of the stuff, like you, you still receive the news. Like you still see Trump said this about what Bannon said today, blah, blah, blah. Like you just can't avoid that shit. Um, I also listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot of people are talking about the shit on the podcast or whatever. So, so, 
I think my advice, and I mean to be honest, like I don't, I don't really know. I think this is we're all in fucking, you know, the final frontier here, and the fucking Starship Enterprise coming up on planets and alien species we've never fucking seen. So we need to figure out all together how to deal with this shit. But I think for me. When I look at my kids, like, they don't really know that any of the shit is going on. Um, I mean, they know about Trump, and like, but, but it doesn't weigh on them in the same way. Like, they aren't dealing with it on a daily sp- basis. They know that Trump's the president. They know, you know, however they feel about it, like, anxiety it creates. Like, they have a, a, fr- we have a friend whose daughter is Muslim, and I think it weighs on her, like, obviously much more. Um, so what I am trying to do is just raise interesting, intelligent, compassionate kids um, and make them woke and hyper aware of like how to be really good people and the, the issues that they're dealing with um, or the things that they should be concerned with to be good human beings. Um, and I focus on the people around me and my friends and family and making what you can control in your immediate sphere of influence like as great as possible um, and doing the right thing by employees, you know, um, you know, doing what you can. To be, to be honest, just to finish up real quick, I'll, I, I know the timer went off, but I'll just say this. I'm someone who's been deeply disillusioned and disenfranchised with politics in general for a long time because it just seems like such a fucking treadmill same shit different pile um so i think that doing the things in your city going to the events donating to the causes volunteering doing the things that you can control in your immediate sphere of influence is all you can do and then when the time comes to do something nationally I, I'll be honest, like for better or worse, probably for worse, I'm not one of those people who's like calling my fucking senator every time one of these hot button issues come up. I'm going to, I'm always going to go vote. I'm going to vote in every local election. I'm going to vote in every national election, but like you can only do so much. You're going to drive yourself fucking crazy. Good call, man. I, yeah, good. I, I was, I was hoping to hear something like that, that, that scratched the itch for me because I, I I've been curious what your take on this was and I don't know I'm I feel good hearing that because that's exactly how I feel is that that shit is out of reach it is um, a fire that's been set and and I'm with you like it's not necessarily a partisan thing for me it's more like shit has just fucking gone out of control now. And we're completely removed from it, and we have no fucking ability to. You just feel powerless, and that's a terrible way to feel. So, if that's the case, I, I'm I have to tune out of it and and check in with the shit that I can fucking influence, like my family, raise a fucking like, and that's what I do. I get on that fucking baby, you know. Yep, I'm fucking hooked on phonics, you know. I'd stay away from that. Stay away from the goddamn news. I read the paper every day, or I have always, and that's not the case. I don't anymore. I can't. Can't do it. All right, everybody. So there you go. You have yeah. a way <laughs> to not fucking. I'm su- I'm super excited for 2018. I'm yeah really excited. It's gonna be a great year for me. You know, it's I mean it's not gonna be a great yeah. year for everybody, but 
for me, it's, it's going to be a good year. I'm really excited. And, you know, and here's the other thing, too. Like, this is, you know, this is a moment in time. This is not going to sink the country. We're not going to go under, um, you know, this is, we'll recover from this. You know, we're going to be fine. I do believe that. Yeah, I do, too. So, and I agree. I have high hopes for 2018. Um, and... I have wish everyone a happy new year and uh you know yeah chin up very much do interesting things watch interesting things eat interesting food be open to other cultures there's there's too much interesting shit out there to be closed off and to be to narrow your world down to just what you're comfortable with totally and we're going to have a lot to talk about this year this is going to be a, like we're it's a it's a fucking time like no other there's so much shit coming out we got we got a lot of work to do for sure. So, do you want to do real quick one more pick from each of us, or should we call it quits here? I'll do one fast one. I got a fa- I got I got a bunch on here. Um, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna fire off my list right here of real quick, and then I'm gonna end it with my new discovery of something I love. So, real quick things that made the um made things. Great for me in 2017, the the butter coffee, the that's yep. a new thing for me. I love proof coffee. Yep, I love yep. that. Um, the Gitalele, it's half a guitar, half a ukulele. It's a hundred dollars <laughs> nice. on Amazon. If anybody plays guitar, go get Seriously? it. Yep, go get one, and they're fucking amazing. It's a get ukulele. Yep, it's fucking okay. great. It's a hundred bucks. And um, you can just leave it laying around and pick it up anytime you want. And it has nylon strings, so you can just kind of try some stuff. It gets your brain thinking in a different way than you'll start playing your guitar differently after playing this for a while. So it's great. I love it. Nice. And uh, the other thing that's a new discovery for me is the if you don't have electricity near your toilet, I never knew. There's They have bidets that you don't need to plug in. I thought they all you had to plug in the seat. Are you talking about the tushy thing? Yeah, the yeah bidet, the bidet, the toilet, the seat, the bidet, toilet seat bidet. So you have one of these tushy things? Well, it's not a tushy. Um, okay, I had, but it's like that. I had the I had a Brondell in Minnesota, and I loved it. Okay, but they're expensive, and you have to have power to it, and um, and they're expensive. Like they're a lot of money, but. When I moved here, I'm renting this house, so I can't put in a an outlet, you know what I mean, near the toilet for the bidet. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm like, I can't live without one now. I absolutely have to have one. So right. I started looking around. I was just like, no, Google, no plug bidet. And there's a fucking ton of them that just use water. Um, huh. Yeah. So that's a new discovery. If you, if anybody listening, you need a here First of all, you need a bidet. You fucking can't. You're an animal if you don't have one. And wiping your asses for the birds. Huh? It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> fucking Neanderthal shit. So, and these things are they're in reach for everybody. They're thirty dollars on Amazon. Go get one. Shit. And wash your ass with yeah, water. Yeah, I know. You filthy. Fucking you know the animal. woman, um, Mickey. What's her name? Who started um, the. Uh, underwear, the period underwear. Oh, yeah, company. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then she got ousted from that. She started Tushy. Tushy, what's that? Is that a, is that a bidet seat? It's a bidet thing, yeah. Killer. Look it up. Tushy. Tushy. I'll check it out. 
I don't have one. I almost pulled the trigger on one just because I've used the the fancy Japanese yeah. toilet at a hotel with the heated seat That's and what the built-in bidet. Oh my god, that thing is amazing. It is so good. This was like a super high end Toto toilet or whatever. Yeah, the but, Toto is nice. Um, oh my god, really nice. That thing is life changing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how you can go back. So I was like, well, maybe the Tushy would be a good intermediate step to like at least get me part of the way there because those Toto things are like multiple thousands of dollars for a toilet. So. You can do. You can get under a thousand. You can. You you can do all right really? for like six or seven hundred. Yeah. With a heated seat or just a bidet? Heated seat. Really? Different. Shit. Brondell Washlet 1000. That's what you want to look at. Okay. All right. For anybody nice. who's in the market for like a nice, affordable, <laughs> I mean, afford, it's fucking expensive, but I'm telling you, this shit changes your life. It changes your fucking life. Right. I mean, you, how many, you go to the bathroom all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. You know. The, the best analogy that I heard was... Somebody was talking about a bidet seat and just, you know, washing your ass with water. And they're like, if you went outside and worked in the garden and got your hands completely filthy, would you go inside and find, like, the thinnest fucking paper towel you could find and not use any water and just try and wipe the mud off your hands and then say, all right, close enough. That's good. Like, no, you fucking wash it with water. Like, that's the same thing with wipe. You can walk around with just a filthy fucking ass all day. Like, like a, it's disgusting. Like, if you wash it, and, and the that Brondell has, I never used it, but it has a blow dryer, too. You know? Seriously? Yes. Damn. Yeah. It has, Damn, a, it has a fan that sucks. Like, so it sucks the air out of it and right. blows it through a charcoal filter. So you can be dropping bombs what? in there. Yeah. It's like the kind of thing that when you were, like, 22 and dropping a deuce at, like, a chick's house that you fucking, you were trying to get down with. <laughs> you wish you had. You wish yeah. you had this fucking thing. Because you can just drop a bomb and you're, like, you're, like, fucking secret fucking squirrel in there. Yeah. Because nobody needs to know. Jesus. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just like you were doing your hair for a long you're just, time. Yeah. You're just in there fucking drying your hair off. What, what am I doing? Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to see here. Nothing to smell. You're fucking keep. <laughs> let's get back to what we were doing. Yeah. Right. Right on. Yeah. All right. Did you get to what the final recommendation was? The 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 bidet no, toilet seat. So oh, okay. The final. <laughs> the final one. And this is a brand new discovery for me. Is uh, waxing. I got waxed a couple days ago. Seriously. Ears and nose waxed. What? Amazing. Amazing. I'll never fucking not do it again. Yep. So good. Ears and nose. Yep. Waxed. Waxed. I look like a fucking 12-year-old. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Where did you get this done? Like at a hair salon? No, at a waxing place. I'm in LA. You know what I mean? I get this shit everywhere. So, right. Um, and it's it, it's like 15 bucks. And they put the hot wax on your ears. So, I mean, anybody who's a fucking guy and you're getting on in years, you get hair growing out of your yeah. ears. And, Fuck yeah. And you can't be... It's growing everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And you can't be walking around. Trust me, you cannot yeah. fucking be walking you? around Neanderthal. like a fucking Chewbacca with shit coming. Like, that is <laughs> <Right>. the worst <laughs> fucking look ever. It just says, I don't give a shit, is what that says. Right. So you give need to fucking stay on top of your shit. And... It's hard, like it's it's fucking hard. So, oh god, the ear is easy, like it doesn't hurt or anything. The nose that fucking hurts. I'm not gonna lie, but they they cram a fucking popsicle stick with hot wax up your nose, and it's not it doesn't burn or anything. Like it's not that hot. 
You know, yeah. it's just hot enough so it melts. And then they stick it up there and you got to let it cool. And I didn't know, I was like, I didn't know how she was going to do it. And she grabbed, she grabbed the fucking, the popsicle stick and yanked it like she was, like she was a four-year-old grabbing a, from the fucking good humor man, like grabbing the fucking ice cream and just yanked it out of my nose. And I was like, oh my God, that fucking hurt. I think you maybe got some brain on there. Um, (laughs) and, but you know, it's, it was again, so fast and done. And I will tell you this, I fucking breathe easy now. I didn't realize how much drag was happening in there with all the, with all the roughage to, you know, I fucking breathe. I'm breathing great. I'm like Lance Armstrong. Jesus. Yeah. Also, though, what that hair is doing is it's keeping fucking germs out oh, of your Oh, right. Snouts. Now, I've said, I asked her about this. I'm like, is it a good, she's like, do you want to just do it on the edges or do you want to go in deep within? And I was like, well, I'm like, I don't, you know, let's, what's the consensus on this? I'm like, it, the, the, that hair is there for a reason. Like, it catches particles. And she's like, she's like, it's true, it does, but you have hair that I'm not going to be able to reach. She's like about a half inch up your nose. It starts and it gets thick further from, you can't really see it, but it goes all the way up. Like, you know, the nasal passage and right. down, you know, into your lungs or whatever. Like the cilia, is it cilia? I don't know. Yeah. Cilia. Um, yeah. She's like, there's tons of it. She's like the ones that you see, they're, they're not doing anything. The only thing they're catching is shit that you don't fucking, you don't want anybody seeing anyway. So if you just get rid of it, you're right. fine. And it's uh, it's amazing. I walk around. I'm like, I'm a fucking cock of the walk walking around here. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm 20 years old. <laughs> it's fabulous. That's awesome. Yeah. So find a place. Really and give it good. A go. And is this like a Asian waxing place or is this a waxing place? Just a waxing place. I, you know, I, I think that there's probably, you know, um, most most um, estheticians are. Frankly, they're they're Asian. You know what I mean. That, like you go and right. get you. I get mani pedis all the time too, and uh, that's um, that's it's the Asian Asians. people know how to come correct. They know, they yeah. Just, like there's no stigma with them. You know what I mean. Like if you're a white American dude, like there's a stigma that comes with all of that. Not only is it feminine, but it's also like gross or weird. And no, right. no, 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 no. Start living the fucking good life and go get fucking waxed. <laughs> right on all right so real quick i'm gonna um i'm gonna give a last pick i have recently and um of course my my last pick has to be a, a book related thing um i wouldn't feel good about not you know closing out 2017 without recommending and this is actually a series of books um there is an author, actually who's from Minneapolis, who's a very underrated, lesser-known fantasy author by the name of Stephen Brust, B-R-U-S-T. So he wrote this uh, series of books that's a continuous series. Um, the, the first one, I'm reading them in publication, not chronological order. So there's been a whole bunch of people who, like... After he published these books, he kind of went back and forward in time in this series. So I'm reading them in publication order, which is how he says that he thinks people should read them. But other people have are doing them in um, chronological order. So the for, the book that I'm reading is called The Book of Jerig, J-H-E-R-E-G, uh, by Stephen Brust. And there's actually three novels. The first three novels come in this book, whether you buy it as a paperback or you buy it as a... 
Kindle book. And it's for like ten bucks for the first three books. Oh wow! So it's an awesome deal. You're getting three novels for ten bucks. Um, it all follows this same character, who's this guy who's sort of like, um, this is a society that's ruled sort of by this kind of species that's somewhat greater than humans, and they're all these sort of clans. And he's his father was like. He's human, and his father had a restaurant and basically took their life savings and bought into one of these non-human clans. So he's technically like a titled lord in one of these clans, but it's the sort of outsider clan, and he's an assassin. So he's constantly like intermixed with sort of political intrigue. And the one that I'm on now is so great because it's the whole novel seemingly at first revolves around a territory war between him and this guy who's trying to muscle in on his territory. Cool. It's the simplest plot, but it's so well done. And the characters are so, and the dynamics between the characters and in this world that you kind of get deeper and deeper into each novel that you progress is so good. Um, so I just have to throw in there for a fantasy novel. Stephen Brust, really, really underrated author. Um, he's, I think, in recent years had some illness and struggled because I don't even know if he has proper health insurance. So hmm. um, you'd be supporting like a really good independent author and someone. I think these books are like a gift. Um, really? Like an, How long are undiscovered they? gems? A um, couple hundred pages each. Oh. They're pretty pretty quick reads. So, but I I'm kind of. I, I read the first three, and then I moved on to other stuff. I think in the whole series, there's like 15 or something. I think I'm going to plow through the whole series this time. Really? Killer, man. I, that's that's great. I need something. I'm reading a bunch of heavy shit. I need something like some fiction, nice escapism. That, sound, that's, yeah. that sounds like just the ticket. All right, one more thing. <laughs> yeah, what do you got? I, this, is, this is a personal recommend just for you. Ah, um, yes. And anyone else who, who wants to take it as well. But because you said you love Westerns, also in the deep cuts on Netflix, ah. there's a, a Western from about three years ago called The Homesman. The Homesman. Like home? And it has like Holmes. Not like Sherlock Man. Holmes. Yep. No. Homes. Like, okay. Home, home is in, like, yeah. Your house. Like a homestead. Oh, okay, yeah. Home, the, the homesman. Got it, okay. And it takes place in what what was the, like, Dakota territories before they became North Dakota and South Dakota. And it has the weirdest fucking plot. It's the weirdest really? movie. But there's something about it that is, like, stuck with me for days after I watched it. I just can't stop thinking about it. Really? It has Tommy Lee Jones Ooh. and Hilary Swank. Really? And some other like fairly, you know, like well-known people as well. Um, and it is the strangest fucking plot. I can't wait. I'm watching it tonight. It's 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 a really unique, really weird film. Oh, I'm watching it. I'm watching it tonight. Uh, I love it. It's it is very interesting. I'll be curious to to hear what you think. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll let you know. I, I'm I'm gonna watch it you know, tonight. So, how old um, is it? I, I like I think it's three years old. Oh, it's new. Okay, it's not very old. So I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is ancient in this. Oh yeah, in this he's thing, a fucking thousand. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's and he he has a, obviously a fine history doing from Lonesome Dove, you know, forward. Oh yeah, doing you know he's got some he's got some DNA. Um, in westerns, I also saw this film. Uh, we should stop. 
We're we're almost hour and a half, hour and twenty four. I got yeah, yeah. What's the name of the actor who is um, who narrates in the Big Lebowski? You know the yeah. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. He was just in a film about a Western star who is getting this. He's kind of like a B or like lesser known sort of Western star who's getting. It has Maggie Gyllenhaal, who I know you love. Oh yeah. Um, let me look up the name of this film really quick. If she's in it, I'm fucking in. Hot chicks your age are the fucking best. Now that I'm ancient. Uh, it's called The Hero. It just came out in 2017, so it came out last year. It's a movie called The Hero, where he plays a Western actor who was in this one film that kind of made him famous, and then his career sort of limped along, and he's kind of like, um, he's getting towards the end of his life, he's kind of living alone, he's kind of like just famous enough that it's like that weird, like, it almost would have been better if he was never famous. Uh-huh. You know, it's like in that weird territory. Yeah. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it, and um, he's like super addicted to pot, and you know, he just like smokes pot all day to kind of, and um, kind of th- he has this dream of this like western that he he wants to make, um, but doesn't know if he's ever going to get a chance to make it. He's doing voiceover work to like make ends meet because he, he obviously like they play into like he's got that voice, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. He's, he, so the movie opens with him doing voiceover work for a barbecue place, and just like the guy's like, do it again do it again he's like really you know it's just you get the sense that like this guy is falling on hard times you know so it's interesting that's cool it's not ex- it's not exactly a western but it obviously revolves around westerns and right you know western culture but anyway nice good right. one. thanks that's it's about the 40th thing i think we've recommended this episode <laughs> I know, so i man, think we've fucking... pro- probably laid enough on people it's a dense bitch yeah so thank you everyone for listening for the last year. We really appreciate oh, yeah. um, so all much. of our listeners and um, we are finalizing a new design for the good looking out logo now, and which will go into the t-shirts, so awesome. which we will have very soon. So if you haven't submitted a review yet, please go on iTunes and either rate or review. It helps other people discover the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and also coming up, um, I, uh, have a, gave a call to the fine people at pit barrel and, um, the founder of pit barrel has agreed to come on the podcast. Um, and we're going to do a little sort of Q and a session with him. And I think we're still in discussion, but we might even be doing a giveaway. Oh, be fucking um, great. So we'll have to figure out how that works, but, um, stay tuned for, um, having a live guest, the founder of the pit barrel cooker, which I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me fucking oh talk God. about a yeah. million times because yeah. I love it so much. I did a prime rib in pit barrel for our, my in-laws Christmas and it was slayed. Oh my best, best Christmas dinner ever was all I heard all day Holy long. Shit. So. Um, has he listened to the podcast? This guy, uh, that's a good question. I, I sent them a link to it when I first reached out to them and they reached out, um, but that's a good question. I love I mean, it when people it sounds, don't get terrified. Yeah. It sounds like um, they're super busy. Like they're 
blowing up the killer. The I talked to his wife, um, who's obviously the co-founder, and they, she said that they are selling out so fast in Home Depot and Cabela's, like they can hardly keep them in stock. So no shit. Sounds like sounds like they're doing really well, which is great. I you know awesome. Marine owned company, small business oh. out of Denver, Colorado. You know, I couldn't be happier for you know the small you know veteran owned company making a great product That's the like, fucking best thing in the world how how can you not support exactly. it exactly yeah so great and it'll change your life this thing god damn 300 bucks shipped to your door life changing fucking hey i better get one before we get them on yeah no kidding I'm telling you, it's perfect for your little outdoor setup there. Yeah. Because it doesn't take up that much room. I feel it's like super it easy to fire it up. Yeah. I feel like it is. I'm going to get one. Christmas present to myself. Yep. For all the hard there work you go. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the person who's, who's going to... It's really a Christmas present to your family. Because exactly. you're going to make amazing dinners and meat in that thing. So. Fucking A. Take I actually might... Butcher box... Butcher box and Costco and a pit barrel, match made in heaven. I mean, actually, everyone, everyone profits. All right, I got to take a look. I might could I could use that this weekend. It's a lot of football. We're coming up into football playoffs here, so yeah, a lot of football happening. All right, all right, man, that was a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye.